Good evening, happy Tuesday, and thank you for joining us. You're watching the nine at night. I'm Stefania Jimenez. Tonight, two teens not even old enough to drive are accused of killing someone. Deputies arrested the 14 and 15 year olds today, and the victim in this case was a woman. She was killed in a drive by shooting in the far west side of town. Now, the thing is, investigators say that she wasn't the intended target. They say the alleged shooters fired at the wrong house. Our RJ Marquez spoke with the people in the neighborhood where this happened, and they say that even with the arrests, they still don't feel safe. You know, I jumped and me and my wife, I pushed her to the back and I'm like, hey, we got to get down to the floor. Mario Flores has lived on Bald Mountain Drive near Marbuck Road and Loop 1604 since January and never witnessed what he saw and heard early this morning. It lasted for a minute to two minutes straight of just uh, what sounded like pistols and mixed shotgun fire. The Barry County Sheriff's Office says more than 100 rounds were fired into this home around 1230 this morning, killing a 25-year-old woman and injuring another. You have to be a special somebody and want to do something so malicious to drive out of your way, take a car, steal some guns, and commit such a heinous act. People here say that this is normally a quiet neighborhood, but last night they clearly heard a car streak down this street and then the sound of heavy gunfire on this house. Now, they believe that this driver stopped for a moment, left, and then circled back around and began shooting again at this house. They haven't had this kind of situation. Mm -hmm. So it's the first time, so we are like in shock. We are like scared for everyone. Abde Acosta lives a few houses down from where the shooting happened. The first thing that went through her mind was the safety of her baby and husband. Oh, I run to my baby's room. I, I stayed there with my baby. My husband ran into the room asking how we were. Bear County investigators say the shooters targeted the wrong home. Acosta was shocked when she found out the suspects were as young as 14 and 15 years old. It's sad because they are young. Like, they have no respect for anybody not even for themselves. Flores is now questioning the safety of the neighborhood and why someone would do this to an innocent person. You're working on your computer late at night, trying to get some stuff done, and just like that, you're taken. So makes me question a lot. RJ Marquez, KSAT 12 News. Another news we saw yet another combative day in court as prosecutors tried to paint the picture that the former Bear County constable convicted of record tampering mistreated certain staff. Today is the fourth day of testimony in the sentencing phase of the Michelle Barrientes Vela trial. Now, a former supervisor who worked under that ex-constable at Precinct 2 testified that she targeted Deputy Leonicio Moreno and treated him differently than the other law enforcement officers. In one instance, Moreno was written up for being one minute late. The back and forth between attorneys for the ex-constable and witnesses called by the state continued beyond that. You're changing my words. I'm, I'm taking them exactly as you said. Uh, prosecutors threw a curveball this afternoon, confirming that they're planning to call Mark Garcia to the witness stand tomorrow. Garcia was scheduled to go to trial for aggravated perjury next month, and now it appears it appears likely that he's going to strike a deal and testify against his former boss. Barrientes Vela faces anywhere between two years probation and 10 years in prison. Charged with a crime more than 2,000 miles away, a San Antonio man is facing charges for allegedly staging a bomb explosion at Northeastern University in Boston. Back on September 13th, Jason Duhame told Boston police that he got hurt when a package exploded on campus. But investigators say that his injuries and the damage that they saw just didn't add up. All of that led to two bomb squads swarming and eventually evacuating that school. We believe Mr. Duhame 
wanted to be the victim, but instead victimized his entire community by instilling fear at college campuses in Massachusetts and beyond. Now, Jaheim is charged with conveying false and misleading information related to an explosive device and then lying to federal investigators. He lives here in San Antonio and he was booked into jail today. A man is behind bars facing a murder charge after a deadly shooting at a graduation party back in June. 19-year-old Manuel Hernandez is accused of shooting and killing 19-year-old Joshua Palma. Police say it happened on Rimhurst Street on the city's far west side. And according to an arrest affidavit, Palma and his friend bump in, bumped into Hernandez while walking through a crowd and then they started fighting. A witness later told police that they heard a gunshot and then saw Hernandez holding a gun. Palma died at the scene. Hernandez is now in jail on a $150,000 bond. Armed with a taser, a woman got away with a shopping spree, but Crime Stoppers is hoping that she's not going to be on the run for long. So we want you to take a really good look at these pictures because police are saying that woman stole from the Academy Sports and Outdoors on Perrin Vital and Loop 410. And these surveillance images are from August 19th. Apparently, when the store manager tried to stop her from walking out without paying, she threatened to pull out an electric stun gun, and then the manager just backed off. The woman drove away in a tan-colored SUV. So if you have any information about this, about her, you know who she is, call Crime Stoppers. That number's on your screen. It's 210-224-STOP. Now switching gears, this is something that experts say that we all need to talk about, and that is the connection between mass shootings and domestic violence. And it's something that our community knows all too well after the tragedy in Sutherland Springs. A new study shows that in more than two thirds of mass shootings that it analyzed, the perpetrator either killed family or intimate partners or had a history of domestic violence. Leading experts say that this is preventable and it can be cured or curbed with stronger policies and community services that stop the cycle of violence. We are being proactive and we're taking steps to remove those firearms from the hands of offenders to improve the safety for our community, for those victims and survivors. So this is something that's going to be discussed during a KSAT community virtual roundtable. It's this Thursday. Our Courtney Friedman is moderating it. It's at 2 p.m. and you could stream it on KSAT.com. Also, our KSAT Plus streaming app on your smart TV. And if you have any questions right now, you can submit them. You still have time. Just do it on KSAT.com. Look for the story and you'll know where to go from there. You know, this is something you really never want to deal with, and that is medical debt. Have you ever had a collection agency call you over a bill? Well, listen to this. Almost half of the 40 million bills that are in collections have at least one mistake. So before you pay up, just listen to this report from 12 on your side's Marilyn Moritz. Lauren McNeil got a weird bill from a collection agency. It said she owed $71 to an urgent care. I believe that they just made a mistake. I had never been to that urgent care. Lauren's case is a textbook example of why you should almost always push pause when contacted by a debt collector about a medical bill. If you're contacted by a debt collector for a medical bill you believe is wrong, never pay it right away. So what should you do? Consumer Reports says first, gather as much info as you can, the name of the collection agency, the person you're speaking with, and their phone address and email, and as much about the bill as possible. There are a lot of scams out there, so doing this can deter any phony debt collector. Next, ask the debt collector to mail verification of the debt. You should get that in about five days. If the verification letter shows an error, 
file a dispute in writing by email or certified letter within 30 days, or the collection agency will assume that debt is valid. Lauren did. She sent a certified letter documenting the alleged errors and stating she had no obligation to pay. And? She still hasn't heard back, so she is not obligated to pay off any of the debt. As I told my son this whole story, and he said, all of this for $71? And I said, yes, but you can imagine if it was thousands of dollars. Something else to consider. In Texas, there is a four-year statute of limitations on how long that debt can be collected. Marilyn Moritz, KSAT 12 News. You just learned something. It's a four-year statute of limitations here in Texas. All right. Well, let's help you get through the rest of the week. Here's meteorologist Sarah Spivey with your forecast. Well, good evening. Tomorrow, as you're taking the kids to the bus stop, it is going to be cool, 60 degrees, maybe a light sweater, but in the afternoon, warm with low humidity, a beautiful day, high temperature near 90 degrees. But the beautiful weather comes at a cost, a lack of rainfall coming up on the night beat. We're going to talk about how long it has been since we've seen above average rainfall in San Antonio. You're going to want to tune into that. Yeah, we certainly all needed our lawns to. Now, just for a moment, we're going to go back to this, the winter storm of 2021. You can't forget that. The Bear County Sheriff's Office has announced that it's not going to charge anyone after it investigated the deaths that took place after the power outages. So that means that BCSO's criminal investigation is now closed. Back in February of 2021, Texans dealt with power outages and power grid issues, you remember, and those problems were partially blamed for the deaths of at least 246 people in Texas. Now, 22 of them were in the San Antonio area. After the storm passed, Sheriff Javier Salazar announced that a special unit would investigate those deaths, and now BCSO says it determined that none of those deaths were caused by the outages. And just like that, we're out of time. The Nine at Night returns tomorrow. Have a lovely night. We'll see you then.